Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. This is the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast. Uh, I'm here with Josh Carmen. This show is produced uh, by the one and the only Carter Reese, always behind the scenes making this happen. So we're thankful for him. Got a lot on the show today uh, to talk about what we've been up to and uh, what we have to look forward to uh, here to finish out 2021 and as we uh, roll into 2022, some exciting things happening in the world of baseball, specifically um, through full count and how God is using this game continuously to um, make his name and renown known in the nations. Uh, so we're excited to be a part of this journey uh, in baseball ministry. Um, Josh, when this comes to people, we'll be in Nicaragua. When this show launches, but it's Friday, beautiful Friday, December morning here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Yep, yep, a typical beautiful December morning. It's it's gray skies, raining and cold, and uh, tomorrow chilly. I wouldn't say cold. It's it's chilly. It's yeah, chilly. It's chilly. Below seventies, cold to me. But tomorrow we will be in sunny and ninety degrees uh, uh, in Nicaragua. It's the Lord's weather. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's baseball weather. It's baseball weather. Yeah. Year round, all the time. All the time. Uh so a lot on the show today. Let's um we're gonna look back. We uh last weekend we had um our annual volunteer Christmas party. Yeah, what right a, here at what a fun night. HQ. Uh just an opportunity that we have to to celebrate, to love on. Um all of those who serve in the many different capacities um, that that are available through full count, guys that uh, and families who have given their last year, parts of their last year, to uh, serving to make disciples through the game of baseball, and it's our opportunity, really the the one true opportunity that we get to uh, love on these families and tell them how much we're uh, thankful for them. Yeah, and that, that's a fun night, and that, that room's continuing to grow um, uh, as more opportunities in the ministry uh, are there. Um, there's more opportunity to serve, therefore there's more volunteers in the room, and we saw that rhythm provided host families and mentors to come into that room outside of the D group leaders, the, the lay leaders, the people that go on missions. And so that room's growing, and uh, it's going to continue to grow. So it was, it was a fun night. It was. We got to uh, share a meal together. We got to have communion uh, together as a ministry family, and uh, we talked a lot about that. That how um, it's a it's a special group of people that this uh, that serve in full count. It's not just um, they're not just our uh, ministry partners. They're not just people who serve in the ministry. Um, they're not just friends. Um, they're all of those things, but they're more than that. It's a family. It's a family of believers that we talked about how we're not united in 
through the game of baseball. That's not what unites us because uh, not everyone in that room loves baseball, cares deeply about baseball. Um, what we're what the what uh, brings us together, our union is in Christ alone, and what everyone in that room had was their love for Jesus and um, a testimony that Jesus has changed their life and now that they are um, using their lives to to serve Christ and in his kingdom and that's what unified everyone in that room and so it's good to, to be able to share that communicate that and to remind us of of what Christ has done for us yeah yeah it was a- special night and their their passion uh to go and tell what what christ has done in their life and and uh just f- for us i feel i feel blessed just to have people that that want to want to share that in this ministry the yeah. same passion that we share we hold and and cherish to to share through the game of baseball and i mean that the the age gap ranges from young to old to, yeah. to past to present and as far as baseball goes, and, yeah. and you're a lot right. of people there that have been there from the from the beginning. very beginning, and a lot of people that were there for the first time, and so that's it's really cool. And you know, it's also a local group of people, uh, so there there's many outside of the Middle Tennessee area that uh, that can't come to a party like that that are just as much mm-hmm. part of our family as um, the guys who are who are local, and the families who serve locally. So. Uh, fun night. It wasn't just food and fellowship. It was also a lot of fun, yeah. uh, a lot of games, a lot of fun games, um, some really get great prizes uh, were won. A lot of great gift cards to uh, different places were were won by our volunteers, and some not so great gift cards or prizes were won. Yeah, I mean, a couple thank you notes. Uh, with some good humor behind them, um, a couple gag gifts, uh, or useless, maybe useful, but more useless. More useless. More useless. I think. So that brings us to to this discussion of yeah. of this time of year about Dirty Santa, and um, <clears throat> there's several ways to play Dirty Santa, but you usually fall on on one side of the coin or the other. You either love Dirty Santa and you can't wait to get in that game. You love going to search for those gifts and look for those gifts and just try to come up with the perfect Dirty Santa gift that will make the whole room laugh. Or you're like me who can't stand the thought of a Dirty Santa. I don't want to receive anything like that. I don't want to give anything like that. Bless those people. (laughs) Bless those people. How, How could you not like dirty santa i mean call it something different but having fun with gifts but most of the time a gift is something that you ask for so you're getting something you already know you're gonna open a box that you already know what you're getting that you want or that you want we have so much useless stuff around the thought to spend time to go out and look for a gift that is gonna bring nothing to the table for the person who receives it other than maybe a a, a great laugh two to three second laugh and uh, then it's summer be. long much longer <laughs> much longer laughs and the joy of looking for a useless gift for 30 Santa. now there's two ways you can do a useless gift you can get a totally 
useless gift that that has no practical purpose, like a chia pet. Correct. Right? That would yeah. be a perfect. That, one, yeah. That's that's awful. Yeah. That's a terrible, dirty Santa gift. Is a chia pet. All right, but if you do something that's both practical and useless or funny, then it makes the game fun. So I'm going to give you some hints on playing Dirty Santa. Yep. Don't be the person that buys a Chia Pet. All right, that, that's useless. That is a totally it's useless. Dumb, dumb, not funny, not stupid. Not funny anymore. Yeah. Be the guy, I'll tell you, I love Dirty Santa. So I, Josh is the guy that all year long plans his, his yeah. Dirty Santa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Yes. I've got, I've got great ones. Uh, in the past, I've done a cooler, useful, useful, full of crystals, useless. Well, well, after five debatable. five hours yeah. sitting in a cooler wrapped in a box, useless. Yeah, they're hard, they're stale, they're crusty, and then when you open it, it stinks the whole house up. But it's funny, and funny get, and, and get, useful, and useful. I can get down with that. A second. A big pot that you would cook like shrimp, have a shrimp boil in. Okay. Or useful. Very useful. You open it up, and there's a live lobster sitting inside of it. Funny. Funny. May, maybe useful. <laughs> be still alive. Funny. Maybe dangerous. Maybe dangerous, as long as you keep the rubber bands on yeah. his pinchers. So you can have a lot of fun with Dirty Santa and still get some useful gifts out of it. So our tip, if it's not too late, if you if you have, if you absolutely have to play Dirty Santa this year, if your family's making you um, and you can't opt out, then a great opportunity. The tip of the day here from Full Count Ministries is to combine a useless gift with a useful gift or a funny gift with something that uh, is going to be beneficial to the one who gets it. Yep. Great combination there. You get a laugh, and you get something that someone actually wants. Another another favorite for Dirty Santa is a goldfish. Nobody, whoever gets it, gets it. Where's the useful? Well, for your kids. They, they have a goldfish in their room. You, that, that's you, not, get, you uh, get a pet that you really don't have to take care of. That's not going to pee in your house. You have to train. It just sits in a bowl and swims, and every once in a while you sprinkle some food in. A goldfish. Yeah, it's very funny. It's a good funny. one. That's a good one. Goldfish. All right, I don't know how we got on Dirty Santa, Dirty but Santa. that's our that's our tip for you uh, during this Christmas season if you have to play Dirty Santa. Moving on, and we just want to say, we do want to say thank you yeah. to all of our volunteers, those who could make it to the Christmas party, those who could not. Um, we're, we're so thankful to be in this um, mission uh, with you guys to reach the uh, baseball players all over the world. We're thankful um, to be co-workers in Christ with you guys. Um, and, and what Jesus said is absolutely true that that the harvest out there is plentiful and there's few workers and so we we thank god for the few workers that are in the fight with us and we're praying to the lord of the harvest to send out more workers um and to see that continue the the family to continue to grow and to continue to be united in christ with the mission to reach baseball players um for Jesus. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We look forward to serving with you in 2022. As we close out the 
uh, our, I guess, ministry year uh, here in December, we are taking one final trip and probably the biggest, maybe most important trip we've ever taken to Nicaragua. As we leave, we're we're recording this on a Friday. We leave Saturday morning, seven of us, to to go down to Nicaragua. Tell, tell us a little bit about that trip, Josh. So th- this trip is is relatively new in in how the trip works. I think two years ago, pre pre COVID, yep. was the first time. This is a this is a December um, Nicaragua baseball tournament, and so. This has grown. Um, this was an idea sprung about with, with Alex and the boys down south. Uh, and we worked together to put this together two years ago, and we held a, a tournament where we brought baseball players and teams uh, around those communities that, that, that they go and, and serve and make disciples all into Mazante, and we ran a tournament. So this week we're going on is we're going we're gonna to do the second annual Nicaragua baseball tournament and what's a little bit different about this one is all of these teams now are led by men who have been discipled and raised up through the ministry of full count Mm -hmm. Um, and and all of these teams are I guess you would say sponsored good word uh, sponsored by full count so they're all full count teams uh, that our leaders down there Alex uh, Heidel David uh, the Spates family Harvin, uh, Arsenio, and so many others. There's eight teams total that have started a team with the purpose of making disciples and using their team to invest in baseball players. We're bringing all of those guys to Mozante, to the Mission House, next week uh, to run a baseball tournament. Uh, So we're going to have opportunity to to play the game during the day uh, and then at night to worship and share Mm. uh, with these men and these leaders What's cool for us is we get to sit back and watch the ministry work in Nicaragua. Uh, yeah, we get to we get to serve, we get to love. Um, that's our main role next week is to watch them do what they do. Yeah, we 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 organize the tournament and we're basically facilitators uh, of the tournament and we're in a support role really to to Alex and the guys um, down there, and uh, it it. It's a very, very neat and great opportunity uh, to have, I think, probably 150, 150. Yeah, 140, 150 men. So the the idea is there's eight teams, as Josh said, all full count teams, 25 men roster mm-hmm. um, that, that will be coming to Mazante. And every morning each team will, will have a devotional a team devotional they'll get with their team and the leaders will will share uh, uh, something from God's word then we'll go to the field and play and then every night we'll come back and have um, a, a worship service where we'll get to preach the gospel because the although leaders all the leaders of these teams are, are saved um, very few of the the players on these teams know the Lord. And so the idea is that they would come here, be very evangelistic in nature, that we're going to be sharing the gospel, asking people to repent of their sins and and trust in Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so it's going to be very uh, evangelistic. And, uh, you know, I I think the men are going to be that come, the the ballplayers are going to be 
shocked because typically a tournament in Nicaragua, when these teams go to a tournament, which they do, you know, fairly regularly, it's um, it's a huge party, and uh, and th- that entails many different things that that we don't need to talk about here. But it's it's a huge party, and that's what their expectation is when they go. Where when they come to this tournament, their minds are going to be blown because it's going to be very intentional. About it's going to be all about worship, yeah. and so they're gonna. Um, they're going to play on Monday, when, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They got pool play, pool play. and then Thursday and Friday is going to be a, a single elimination uh, uh, tournament, and we'll crown a champion on on Friday afternoon. So, super, super excited about that. But the most I think exciting thing is that for the last three to four weeks since November twentieth, um, our staff and our leaders on the ground have been praying around the clock for this tournament. They're expecting the Lord has put on their heart that he is going to move in a mighty way down there this next week. And so to prepare for that, they um, Alex divvied up every hour of the day, 24 hours around the clock, and gave each person a specific hour to be praying for. And they've been doing that every single day um, since November 20th. And so, um, it taught us a whole lot yeah. there. Alex did that. Told, told, um, he taught us a whole lot about, you know, how, how to do ministry. You get on your knees, you plan, you prepare, you do all those things. But, but the most important thing you do is get on your knees and, and ask God to move and ask God to prepare us. And that's what they've been doing. Yeah. And so we're, we're super excited. We're going expectantly. Uh, to see what the Lord um, will do as he calls baseball players to himself next week in Nicaragua. So be praying along with us um, throughout the week. Uh, We'll be sending updates, and you'll get to see uh, all of that. So follow along on our social media and all that kind of stuff so you can see what's going on in Nicaragua. I'm reminded of uh, Freddie. Two years ago, Freddie, a player for – Okote Seco came to the tournament. We've been playing against Freddie for several years now, but he came to the tournament because he wanted to play ball and he wanted to win the tournament. And he also heard that there was going to be giveaways uh, two years ago. And so there's um, each night we give away shirts and and batting gloves and a couple bats and stuff. And it's we draw names and it's really really neat, really exciting time. But Freddie came to to play ball and hopefully to win a uh, a shirt or hopefully a bat. Uh, and he will tell you what he got instead was uh, the Lord. He got something much better, which was eternal life. And Freddie um, uh, repented of his sins, gave his life to Jesus, was baptized at the at the tournament. And has become a leader in Ocote Seco. He's become a disciple maker in his area. Him and his wife host the Bible study, the D group there every week. So it's just been uh, incredible. We saw that two years ago, and we're expecting much more of that here next week. Yep, that's what that's what's cool about it is many of us in our own stories of how we got involved in full count. uh, We came for baseball. Mm. I did. Many others did, um, 
and got something else that you weren't expecting to get. That's good. And and it's because somebody shared. You know, the, your purpose is to share. What happens in between the sowing and the reaping of the harvest is a great mystery, and it's all God. But our purpose is to share, and, and we're going expectantly to, to share. Uh, like Jacob said, the boys have been praying around the clock. That's exciting. It was a reminder to us. It was really a, a slap in our face of yeah. how how much faith they have that by starting on November 20th, praying around the clock, that God's going to do something incredible next week in Mozante and just fired us up just yeah. to get down there and, and, and see. So we, we are. We're going expectantly to see God move in a mighty way baseball players yeah it's great so like i said follow along with us uh as we as we um go next week uh moving on to um rhythm kind of an update full count rhythm a lot of exciting things happen there we're going to give you just a a real quick teaser uh for for uh full count rhythm but be looking either in january or february we're going to spend an entire month of these podcasts really previewing the 2022 season uh the roster ways that you can be a part uh of uh, rhythm next year and uh just talking about the discipleship piece telling stories from past years so we're going to try to spend a whole month uh just talking about rhythm but as we look you posted uh this past week some of our favorite moments from the inaugural season uh, Matthew, all he does is bats. Golly, that was uh, good. <laughs> uh, for, that was quoted from the call by uh, Zach uh, the one and only Zach Williams. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what's more favorite about that, the call or the hit. They both of was good, but all of it together. Uh, the walk off in the seventh inning. But anyhow, all that to say, uh, look forward to. I hope you'll join us and listen. Uh, uh, cause we got some exciting things to, to talk to you about as the roster is pretty much set for the 2022 season. And, uh, we're excited to be, start talking through that, praying over those names, start, uh, to telling you about it and how you can come along and serve and invest in those, uh, guys as well. So, but we'll wait until. Uh, next year to do that but yeah. as we as we think about and look back on the first season what are maybe one two three moments or things that stick out as your favorite yeah this this is difficult because the season was such a, a great success the summer with with all pieces I mean there were so many moving pieces and variables and parts uh, to the first season with rhythm and and to Try to nail down a couple. That's that's very difficult. But I have to say, uh, probably my favorite moment or favorite piece of the whole rhythm season was our host family and mentor program. Mm. Um, it's one that I'm most proud of. Um, to see that evolve. It, look, you, you're taking a stranger, a young man in college, 20, 18 to 22 years, mm. 23 years old, and he's going to move to a city he's never been to before, and he's going to live with somebody he's never met before in their home. Hmm. And uh, the relationships that were built, the the job that our host families, I say job, the the, the ministry that they did with these young men was incredible. Hmm. 
Uh, they welcomed them into their homes, treated them like their own, uh, fed them, did their laundry, took care of them, came and watched them play at home and on the road. Uh, so they traveled. I mean, it was just like it was their own kid, and they were following him around all summer to watch him play baseball. Mm-hmm. And the stories that come out of that, uh, we, we've got a little tagline with our host family uh, program that says it's a, it's a, a room for the summer but a relationship for a lifetime. Hmm. And that's so true because some of those relationships are still going on. Uh, we had players come back for Thanksgiving um, this past month and went to their host family's house. Hmm. Uh, they're going to come back for Christmas, and they're going to go visit their host family at Christmas. Uh, so the impact that, that our host families and our mentors had on these men is something that, that's incredible. Um that's a that's a favorite moment of mine. Secondly, would be the reflection after we lost our our last game. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> we had an incredible season uh, on the field. Uh, we we run through the regular season, best record in the league. We win the regular season. We roll through the playoffs, first and second round. We get to the championship series and we lose. We hadn't lost two games in a row all season until the last two. Hmm. So. Um, but reflection on the way home, I was talking to Kevin Pomeroy on the bus ride home and just kind of trying to unpack 10 weeks of college baseball in the summer in Hendersonville in our first year of full count. And it, it was really difficult, but something that stuck out and Kevin and I talked about on the way home was our ministry verse came to life on the field that night in Du Bois County after we lose the championship game. And our, our ministry verse is 1 Corinthians 9.25, and it says, whoever competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. And the, and the ministry tagline is training for an eternal crown. That night, that verse jumped off the page and, and was in real life on a baseball field that night for the first time that I can remember seeing. Um you know, we had just lost the championship game. The other team gets a trophy, you know, and they have a, a celebration, and five minutes later, they're off and gone, and it's over. You know, they had a great celebration for five minutes, and it's gone. And uh, now these guys are back at their schools or moved on in their career, and they're gone. Our team stayed on the field for an hour and 45 minutes, hugging, crying, taking pictures, mm. and just relishing the moment of what they had that summer. And, and, and those conversations are still happening through their host families, through myself and the players. Many of them are coming back because of what they got this past summer here. Mm. They got, our team got something that's going to last forever. They got somebody, they got the word preached to them every week, mm. multiple times through their mentors, through their host families, through our Tuesday meetings with the speaker, uh, just sharing at a golf course, in the batting cage during BP, on the bus. It was just constantly preached into their mind. And then they got to see it modeled. You know, they got to see what Christian host families, a married man and woman live like in their home. Uh, They got to see how you can use the game for something greater than yourself. Uh, all summer so that was all modeled all summer through our staff through our volunteers through our mentors through our host families through our fans um so that's probably those probably 
two, if I had to pick two, those are two of my favorite moments. That's really good. The the last moment, because um, when I think about my favorite moments, I I would probably go to the to the to the first moment where the the players came in the the cookout yeah. uh, the cookout at the very beginning where we had host families mentors and and the players showed up it was a rival day it was report day yeah. and uh, we had a a huge cookout out here in the parking lot and I had the gear set up and just the for me that was the that was the moment that like okay we're this we're doing this like <laughs> this is we've uh you've put in all the work you've done all the the preparation and you think that you have, have got it figured out but you really don't you really don't know and and then you're like what well, are the players even going to show up and then if they do what what's that going to look like yeah. and that that day just went flawless and that's when like the uh, the dream, the vision became reality. Yeah. Like the players were there. They bonded immediately with their, their host families, mentors with one another. And it was just, that was the beginning of something that was really, really special. You get emotional even thinking about um, um, as they report and they show up. And uh, and so you, you take that and then all the in-between, all the, the, the grind in-between, and then the bookend finish where it's like, okay, we showed up not knowing anyone, and then we leave. The players leave part of a family, part of something, yeah. you know, that that they they never dreamed of could happen in a college summer league. There's so many of these teams that, that just play baseball, and that's what they came to do, and they got something much better. And something that lasts a whole lot longer, as as you talked about in First Corinthians nine twenty five. So, it's um, it's 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 fun to reflect back and think about, you know, favorite moments. Two of them are the the first time we came together and the last time they they departed. So, and everything in between was awesome as well. So it was. It was anyhow. That's a that's a quick preview on. Um, what's going to be coming up in 2022 on this show as we talk, really talk through rhythm and the upcoming roster, the upcoming season, the schedule, uh, and how you can be a part of all of that uh, in this very important ministry inside of Full Count. Excuse me. So uh, as we close this episode, I just want to remind you, we've got the uh, Advent reading plan that we're right in the middle of, uh, that Carter has done an outstanding job on on um, describing, going through the Old Testament, talking about how Jesus redeems every area of our life, every struggle, every heartache, every pain, every sin, uh, every shortcoming, everything in our life. Uh, Jesus is the one who redeems us, and the Old Testament is pointing us to Jesus, leading us to to Jesus as the people of the Old Testament wait for the Messiah to come. And so as we um, are in this Advent season, I encourage you to um, download the Full Count app. You can read through it. Carter actually has a audio version on the app that uh, on if you're in the car or, or 
um, at your desk uh, and you just want to listen to the daily reading. It's four to five minutes typically, and uh, you can just hear and, and meditate on how Jesus, the coming of the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, uh, how he and our trust in him redeems every area of our life. And so continue to go through that. Also in our 365 reading plan um, on the app as well, um, we are walking through. We're in the hard grind of the, the minor prophets right now. And, uh, but good news is coming. Hope is coming. Uh, so I think the last week of December, uh, we turn over into the new Testament and the back half of this year, we're going to be reading through the new Testament. So a great opportunity to jump in. If you've not been, uh, a great time to, to jump into the 365 day reading plan as, uh, uh, we're about to walk through the New Testament together. So jump in on that. Use these resources. They're for you. Uh, walk. Um, uh, read through them with someone else. We encourage you to get in a discipling relationship. Take some ball players along with you and uh, read through the Word. But we'll see you next week. Be praying for us while we're in Nicaragua. This is the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast. 